Welcome to Travel First with Alex First. Day seven in Moscow was the day my wife and I moved to the gorgeous, luxurious, five-star Sheraton Palace Hotel with its beautifully appointed, elegant rooms, resplendent in dark timber and tasteful fittings. Most attractive decor, in fact, and the king-size bed was fantastic. Centrally located, just three kilometres from the Kremlin, it's a most popular choice in the Marriott chain of 12 inner-city Moscow hotels. The Sheraton Palace has 193 rooms, plus 24 suites over eight floors, and offers a brilliant buffet hot and cold breakfast. The real pity was the fact that we were only going to spend a couple of nights here, because we'd then be moving on to the next stage of our travels. In any event, our first sightseeing stop on day seven was Lenin's Mausoleum in Red Square, which is free to enter, but where you need to line up to get in. We waited for about half an hour. As you can imagine, security is tight. Vladimir Lenin, who was born on the 22nd of April 1870 and died at the age of 53 on the 21st of January 1924, was a communist revolutionary, politician and political theorist. He served as head of government from 1917 to 1924. Under his administration, the Soviet Union became a one-party communist state. Two days after Lenin died, an architect was charged with building a suitable structure to allow his body, which was embalmed, to be seen by mourners. You can enter the granite structure where he's lying in state, but no photography is allowed and there's no talking. Because of the long queues of people wanting to see Lenin, a visit lasts only a minute as you file past his body, which lies in an open casket. After viewing Lenin's preserved body, we walked for about 20 minutes to see Moscow's Coral Synagogue, one of the oldest in Russia. While its cornerstone was laid in 1887 and construction of the beautiful yellow building with column facades was completed in 1891, it wasn't officially opened for prayers until the 1st of June 1906 because of restrictive legislation. At the time, those associated with the synagogue were forced to remove the ornate dome as well as an artist's depiction of Moses and the tablets of law. Since its official opening, though, it's been in continuous use as a place of worship. In the early 2000s, an extensive restoration program included returning the dome to its original place. This is Travel First with Alex First. We then caught a metro to Novodovichy Convent, enclosed within high red brick walls. The convent, a UNESCO World Heritage Site, which began its life as a fortress, was founded by Vasily III, the Grand Prince of Moscow, in 1524. Several of the buildings within its grounds were undergoing extensive renovation, so we were restricted in terms of what we could see. But it's certainly a step back in time we could appreciate the grandeur of the original construction and the intricate religious interior of the one building we could enter. Entry costs 100 rubles, or just over two Australian dollars. Also at the convent is a cemetery, which was coveted by Russian nobility as a place of burial. Just a few of the noteworthy names buried there are writer Anton Chekhov, composer Dmitry Shostakovich, and political leaders 
Nikita Khrushchev and Boris Yeltsin. You've been listening to Travel First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the full podcast at Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.